they don't come out in so many words and say that they want to take us over. <laughs> They're too clever for that. But that's what they want. They want to take over us, individual me. And if we let them seep in here from down yonder on Cross River, if we let these do-gooders, these bleeding hearts, propagate their insidious doctrine of involvement among us, then, my dear friend, we's in trouble. Deep, deep trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to PT Pop on A Mind Revolution, leading you out of the rabbit hole, one grain of truth at a time. Rabbit hole. Um, I'm creating a video today that talks about one topic, and that topic is what it's like to work in a call center and what to watch out for. And I bring this topic up because I am literally an expert at working in call centers. I really am. I've worked in call centers since 1991. And um, I've worked in just about every industry you can think of. I've done fundraising. I've done telecommunications, entertainment, cable. Uh, every single call center in our country, the ones that, I are, the ones that I've been in, are identical. It doesn't matter what the industry is. It doesn't matter what you're selling. It doesn't matter what state you live in or what city. Every single call center is identical. Being into work in a call center, leaving your car and going to the parking lot is kind of like the opening scene in Saving Private Ryan for me. That's the way it is for me anyway. It's just like war because 60 to 80% of the people you go through training with will be gone from that company within the first day to six months out. So hypothetically, most training classes that you uh, go into in a call center are 30 people. Um, but I'm just going to use 100 for round numbers. So if you got 100 people in your training class, within, within six months, 70 of those people will be gone for any number of reasons. You know, it's just kind of like, did you hear about Billy? He took it this morning at the 38th parallel, you know? And you don't, it's, it's a very lonely job because you don't really have time to get to know anyone because the guy next to you, while you're on the battle lines with him on the phones, one day you're talking to him and then you come the next day, he's gone. And, and then the next day he's not there. And you say to your boss, hey, what happened to Billy? Oh, uh, Billy uh, left the company. Yeah, he didn't get his TPS reports in on time. And uh, we had let him go. Just coffee again. From for those of you from high school that are watching this, going, I heard he's a drunk. I heard he's a drunk, and he's addicted to pornography. You know, and a lot of people just walk out. People, I've seen people just take off their headsets and it's like, yeah, I'm going to break now, and they never come back. The company puts an advertisement on the internet, like on Monster or Career Board or Indeed.com, and they sell it. They make a real glossy utopian jobs say hey come work for xyz corporation or one of the biggest companies in such and such a city will pay you anywhere from 12 to 14 dollars an hour cash paid daily you know um benefits life insurance 401k come work for us and be part of the fun team here at xyz corporation and then uh, you go in for the interview and you get all dressed up especially if this is your first call center job you put on a tie or wear it, whatever you're your idea of a, a good outfit is for a corporate world. 
and you get there and you sit in a room with a bunch of other munchkins like yourself, a bunch of other, you know, lemmings that got called in for the interview. And little did you know that, like, they'll take anything that breathes. Literally, a call center will almost take anything that breathes. As long as you don't have a felony on your record, I think they'll take you. If you're breathing, you have a pulse, and and you're moderately sober, they'll pull you into the interview. They pull you into a little room. They're like, hi, how are you doing today? So glad you came out the interview. So tell me about yourself. You know, and you go through the whole interview process. And the one thing you got to watch out for is if they really don't interview you, they don't really ask any substantial questions. Now, if you're just out of college, you won't know this, but if they hire you on the spot, it's not because they like you. It's because they could tell you could chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. If they hire you within 20 minutes into the interview and say, well, would you like to come on board with us? Come on, come work for us. We'd like to have you here. We think you're a great fit. Run. Pick up your, your binder, whatever you got with you, your cell phone, turn around and sprint to your car. Run. Do not pass go. Go right back to your car. Get in your car and thank Jesus that you didn't take the job because it's a shithole. Anybody that will hire you that quickly. You're asking for trouble. Um, anyway, so working the call center, number one, this is just my opinion, because I know there's those of you out there that work in call centers. You're going to say, I work in a call center. I've done it for 15 years. It's a great job. And how dare you put down my industry? You know? Call center is a modern day sweatshop. I say the call centers are a modern day sweatshop because there's absolutely nothing governing these these call centers there's nothing governing how you treated you know there's nothing governing anything about the call center once you're inside the call center they treat you as they want to treat you they treat you horrifically and then they don't care if you stay or if you leave because there's just somebody else to replace you they'll, they'll pull somebody else literally out of the gutter and you are literally tied to a desk by this leash. It's a headset and you've got a microphone on it and you sit there and you can't leave your desk. You're not allowed to leave your desk at all. You're only allowed to go to, to leave your desk three times a day. Two, you get either two 15-minute breaks or two 10-minute breaks, depending if you're full-time or part-time, and you get a half an hour lunch. You rarely, if ever, get an hour lunch. In every single call center I've worked in, except for a couple, the call center is a giant room filled with little tiny cubicles. The cubicles are no more than three, three to four feet wide, maybe two and a half feet deep. You don't have any drawers. You're not allowed to put anything at your desk. You're not allowed to put a cell phone at your desk. You're not allowed to keep a jacket at your desk, especially if you're handing credit cards or personal people personal information, you like customers' personal information, like social security numbers, credit cards, things like that. Most of the places I've worked in, especially the large corporate call centers, they put the bathrooms for the men and the women and the break rooms so far from where you're sitting that it literally will take you anywhere from two to three minutes just to get up from your desk and walk to the bathroom. So if you get a 10 minute break, Think about this. You get a 10 minute break. Anywhere from four to six minutes of your break is spent walking to and from the break room. On a half an hour lunch in these call centers, you barely have enough time to eat. Because once you spend two to three minutes getting to the break room and you eat and you go to the bathroom and you say hi to the guy at the water cooler or the coffee machine, it's time to turn around and walk back to your desk. So it's not nearly enough time to really get a 
you know, mental break from the pressures of a call center. It's absolutely not enough time to leave the building and go anywhere. The reason I say it's a sweatshop is there's nothing, <coughs> no guidelines in place. There's no uh, federal guidelines, local guidelines. There's no type of things other than EEO regs and, and the tr traditional federal and state regulations for employment in place. But there's nothing saying how they can, governing over how they can treat you at work. Um, so there's no unions. There's nothing. Some some call centers have unions, like the big uh, telecom places like Verizon, Landline. I think they're unionized, but they're trying to get out, do away with it. They're trying to get rid of the unions. Other, uh, that's what I was saying. The reason it's another reason it's a, a sweatshop is they give you goals that you have to achieve. There's average average handle time, which is called AHT. They love to work uh, with acronyms. There's a average handle time. There's not ready time or nerd. Some places call it. Are you a nerd? Not ready time is once the customer hangs up on the phone, it drops out of your headset. It goes into um, call, uh, after work time or nerd or not ready, where it gives you a time to to pick up your keyboard and go. And the customer said I was a dick, you know, and you put the, you can't put anything like that in the nose, but you have to document what happened on the call. You have to be on and off the phones within certain guidelines or certain regimented time frame. So from the time the call drops in, you say, hi, this is Pete. I'm from XYZ Corporation. Thank you for calling us tonight. How can I help you? You know, there goes 10 seconds. The customer, most of the customers you get on the phone. I've heard us. They, they go on and on and on and on and on. They never get to their point. So, so you somehow mentally have to wade through all the garbage they're throwing at you. It's like a meteor shower and a rainstorm and a mudslide of their long, torturous life working with your company and in uh, and, and the automated call thing. You know, oh, I had to sit on hold for 17 years. And now I've got arthritis. So you've got to somehow control the call and be on and off the call, resolve the customer's issues and questions within three to five minutes. Most most call centers are anywhere from three to five, three to seven minutes handle time. They call it handle time. You have to do it politely, professionally, within those guidelines, have the call documented, typed up, resolved, and off the phone onto the next one. Most places give you maybe at the most two minutes between calls to document the call, but you're supposed to document it while you're talking. So while you're trying to wade through the garbage that the, that the customer is giving you mentally, you're supposed to be typing notes and looking things up. You're supposed to be guessing what the customer wants before they even say what they want. You're, you kind of got to be ready. You got to then anticipate what they want. And then most of the call centers these days wants you to sell at the same time. So while you're trying to resolve their question about their, their cell phone or their insurance or their coffee cup that they just bought from you or their greeting card, you've got to think, hmm, what can I sell to this customer on top of helping them? I've got to be a sales rep. You've got to be a sales rep. You've got to be a spokesperson for the company. You've got to be a customer service rep. And all this for 10 to 12 bucks an hour probably part-time with no benefits. So they're asking you to do all this stuff that the average person, I'm finding even somebody with a degree my, like myself, it's almost impossible to do all that. Be up to speed, meet your average handle time, your not ready time, help the customer sell the products efficiently within three to seven minutes and do that within six months of being out of training. And then if you do take the job, what happens is they put you into what they call training. They put you in a small windowless gray room. Every single call center, they put you into a small windowless gray room, either in the basement of the building 
or someplace that is so obscure and out of the way, probably so they uh, can hide the screams of torture coming from the roof and the rest of Costner, but they put you in a room and the climate is always opposite of what it should be. If it's summertime and it should be cold, it's boiling hot. If it's wintertime and it should be warm, it's freezing. Always, I guarantee it, I guarantee it, I guarantee it. Every single call center does this. I don't know if it's a PSYOPs thing. I don't know if they, there's some guy up at corporate sitting at an oak table with a bottle of brandy going, let's see if they can handle this, if they can handle the temperatures and the boredom in this training room, they can handle anything. Hey, Billy, where are my stogies? Every single company I've ever worked for in a call center has a woman as a trainer. A woman. It's always a woman. It's very rarely a man. I've, I've had two ma- male trainers and the male trainers I have had, I always remember them. I'm friends with one of them still. They're phenomenal and superior above and beyond the women. And it's not sexist. I don't know why it is, but men seem to be able to disseminate information in a patient, clear and concise manner. Orderly one, two, three. And I don't know what that is. A lot of the women I get in there, they lose control of the room. I just had a class with a woman who was Puerto Rican. I have nothing against Puerto Ricans or Hispanics, but five minutes of the class one day, she went on about her heritage. Talking about how great it is to be Puerto Rican. Oh, started to sound like Don Rickles, but I'm sitting at the back of the room. I'm like, lady, I don't give a shit if you're Puerto Rican. Can we please learn about this product? Oh, I love my Puerto Rican. I love my foods. I love my beans. I love my rice. I love my beans. I love Oh, she talked about beans and rice one day for 10 minutes. Beans and rice, she talked about. I came here to make money and to get on the phones. Can we cut the crap and stop hearing about your wonderful Puerto Rican heritage? So you you get these people that are trainers that are just like, whoa, where do these people come from? And they sit you in this this really uh, depressing room with, you know, it's like Joe versus the volcano. You know, it's like fluorescent buzzing lights and these old computer terminals. They're all dirty. and And then what they do is most of the big companies will inundate you with thousands of pieces of information okay it's it's like a semester two or worth of class information you learn in college but most of these companies will have you learn anywhere from two to ten different computer systems not including the email system you know you've got you've got they give you binders they give you binders of all the information and they'll, they'll give you a binder and they'll say this binder is your bible you keep this at your desk you know, and you look through it for all of your answers. And every call center training is the same. They put you anywhere from two days to two months of training to ingest every single product. And the one thing you got to know is you go into this training, the longer the training lasts, the more complex the businesses that they're selling and the harder it is going to be to retain it. And they're usually paying you more money. And places that are bigger that they have the longer training are paying anywhere from twelve to fourteen dollars an hour. But all that means is the job is that much harder. It's it's incrementally harder. The more money they're going to pay, you, the harder the job is, and the harder the goals are to reach. Um. Then once you're out of training, they literally throw you out on the floor. They'll have somebody shadow you. They call it shadowing you for a few days where they'll sit next to you and listen to your calls and they'll point out what you should do. And then they're like, well, I think you got it. Pete, I think you got it. We've, we've been together for about two days. I think you're ready to go on your own. You're like, all right. The calls are never anything 
close to being what they said they'd be in training, you know. So your every call is a curveball because these people, the people he talked to are just like they're like from Mars or something, you know. When I worked in the cell phone business, these people would call to scream literally literally screaming in my headset i had to take the headset off and it removed from or i'd lose an eardrum about their bill most of it was billing concerns or the phones didn't work and their lives are ending because they couldn't call sally on her birthday in the old days they'd say if anybody calls you dirty names you tell them i'm sorry sir i don't appreciate the language i'm going to terminate this call which would all you would hear would be like uh from the uh, i think it's christmas story oh where, where the girl the the kid's mom calls the other mom because uh the kid told her that 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 he learned the f word from uh from her her son and you hear wah, 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 wah. you know you hear that voice that's just what these customers do when you do that don't you Click, you know, and uh, they're gone. There's just dial tone. You get on the floor, you're given a team and they call them teams. In there. And then they have a little meeting where they introduce you to the team. They're like, hello, team. This is Pete. Say hi to Pete. Hi, Pete. Well, tell us about yourself, Pete. And what's your bring to XYZ Corporation? And then they give you a manager. And uh, uh, the managers you meet now, because the people in these call centers become managers, I don't know how most of these people become managers. They, they can barely tie their own shoes. And, you know, they tell you, well, Pete, I, I've been with a company. They all tell you this. I love it. It's great. I, and they, they, they sell it to you. Everyone tells you how wonderful it is in training. They get people to come in. They get the president of the company to come in, you know. But the managers have no help at all once you get on the floor. This was a smaller call center, but 10 reps left, which was like 10% of the workforce. And they gave me a new supervisor and she was hated. She was hated. She was horrible. She was unprofessional. She was just a nasty woman. And I prayed. I said, please, sweet baby Jesus, don't let me have her become my supervisor. Well, sure enough, I got what I called her Jane Melanoma because um, she smoked Marlboro Reds like some people, you know, breathe. She just, and she had that dark, that void, that Brenda Vaccaro voice. Hey, Pete, you know, uh, I need you on the phones right now. Can, can you get on the phone for me? I'd only been there five months. I'd already gotten a bonus. I was set. I was, I was at my six months anniversary. I was supposed to get a raise because I was doing so well. Cause my old boss loved me. She was, a, this guy's great. I get Jane Melanoma and she sits down with me and she goes, um, I've got to talk to you about your calls. I listened to a couple of your calls and uh, you're not using the phonetic alphabet correctly. And I said, what? Well, Pete, you do understand that it's very important that when we mail out these credit cards, that they go to the correct address. I listened to a couple of your calls and you're not using the, the phonetic alphabet correctly. You know, you've got to say Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, you know, Delta, that kind of thing. And what it came down to, this is what it came down to. This is what you're going to face in the call center. You're going to get a supervisor who is a barracuda bitch or an a-hole and they don't like you. Or they see that you're about to get a raise and they're jealous and they don't want you. Or the budgets change behind the scenes. You don't know the budgets change and, the, and there's no dollars left because the companies you were organizing and it's all secret. And they're like, Hey, that guy Pete's about to get a dollar raise. We can't let him make 12 bucks an hour. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's punish him with the Alpha Bravo Delta phonetic library, phonetic alphabet uh, punishment. So I didn't get my raise.
Another thing you're going to run to in call center is that the people that work in call centers are good people. I've met a few people that weren't, but for the most part, most of the people that work in the call center alongside of you, your peers, uh, running the phones, manning the phones, are decent individuals that are just trying to make ends meet. They're either in college or just out of high school or they're between jobs or, you know, literally they're just out of prison or they've done time for a misdemeanor. Most places won't hire you if you've had a felony. A lot of drug addicts, a lot of people that are really down on luck. They fit uh, the bottom of the barrel. I'll give you an example. I When I worked in Arizona, I worked with a guy who was Navajo. Real nice guy. We became friends. He seemed kind of normal. Seemed, I was like, oh, this guy's funny. He's got a good sense of humor. You know, got for coffee and all this stuff. And one day he comes up to me. He goes, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. You know, oh. Oh, Pete, I don't know, man. I'm like, what's what's wrong, Jake? And he's like, oh, there's just people from work are following me home, man, and they're standing outside my bedroom window, and they're they're gonna get me, Pete. You know, I know they're gonna get me. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jake, uh, what? He's like, they're following, they're following, they're following me home from work, man, and they're they're gonna get me, and I I don't know what I'm gonna do. You gotta watch out, man. And I'm like, they're everywhere, man. I'm like, oh, uh, and uh, he just kind of walked away, and I was like. You know, I saw him sitting at his desk, like rocking back and forth. You know, you know, <laughs> and uh, turned out I don't know what his problem was. And so, what you're going to run into in a call center to wrap up here is you're going to run into a, a sweatshop environment, unrealistic and unobtainable goals that they'll sell to you, saying they really are if you try hard enough. You're going to be tied to your desk with without the ability to really leave your desk at all to go to the bathroom, to socialize, to go to lunch. Um, you're going to be working in a dark, gray, windowless environment most of the time, especially in training and once you're out on the floor. Very few places have windows in the call center. Every call center and every industry is the same. So don't don't think for a minute this because you used to work in telecom that now you're going to go work in a pottery call center. It's going to be different. They're all the same because nobody has figured out another way to do it. Training lasts anywhere from two days to two months. It's it's a massive amount of information. It's the equivalent of one to two semesters of the knowledge that you're asked to learn in college. And you've got an incompetent person running the training, so it's very hard to learn. And if um, I think one of the only ways you really succeed in a call center, honestly, is if you have a photographic memory. If you got a photographic memory, literally, if you know you do, if you, if you are good with numbers and memorizing um Boring and mundane facts quickly and accurately. That's a job for you. You can do it in your sleep. Um, uh, you're going to have people screaming at you all the time. You're going to have people screaming at you, yelling at you on the phone constantly. That compiled with a boss who's being, I wanted to kind of touch on are the pros and cons of working in a call center. Um, there's a couple of pros, I guess you want to call them that. If you have a pulse and you're breathing, you can get a job in a call center. Um, other pros, the money's okay. I mean, it's not, not something you can really retire from. Most places pay anywhere from 10 to $14 an hour. Um, the money's okay. Cons, I've got more cons working in a call center. The cons are it's stressful. It's a nightmare job. It's, um, what makes it a nightmare is they give you unrealistic goals with customers who are unhappy and 
you're being pressured by the customer, you're being pressured by your boss, and there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to run. There's no relief from it. And it seems like no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you try, no much how you smile, it's never good enough for anybody in the call centers. And, and I, I'm an expert at call centers. I don't care what anybody else says here on the internet. I don't care if like three people watch this. If this saves one person from working in a call center, I've done my job. Um, if you're trying to buy a car or put yourself through school, it's a good thing to do. It's a, they're usually, well, it's another thing with school. It's not flexible. You've got to be there. There's certain rigid hours. Very few um, will work with you on your schedule that I work with. You know, you can't come in for two hours and then go to school and come back work for no two hours because the phones have to constantly be manned and they need reliable employees. So it's, it's inflexible. It's high pressured. Um, most call centers I found, at least here in Ohio, are part-time. There's very few full-time positions. There are a few companies that are really huge here in Cleveland, very popular, that everybody wants to get into, <coughs> like Progressive Insurance. I've got, I've known one friend, I've got one person that I've known out of all these years of work at call center who has made it a career. He works in sales. And he likes it. He seems to be cut out for it. But he also sits in his car at lunch and on his brakes and gets high. He's, he's got his one hit in his bag of pot and he gets high because he, he can't handle it. But that's that's his own personal thing. He's a pothead. Just a weird, freaky environment. For me, it was. It's just like weird people with unrealistic goals, putting all this pressure on you on a constant basis. There's no fun. There's no happiness. It's dreary. It's the opening to Joe versus the volcano. Just remember that. Call center work is like Joe versus the volcano at the beginning before he gets to go on that uh, wild paid vacation. And um, So, hope this has helped today. Um, you know, if you think a call center job is easy, it's not. It's one of the hardest jobs you'll ever have. Um, most people don't stay there very long. Um, some people do, but they have a knack for it. I don't know. I hope this helps. Uh, if I were you, I'd go work at the library or something. You have been listening to PC Pop, a mind revolution, leading you out of the rabbit hole, one grain of truth at a time.